0: Hi my name is Kevin McQuillan and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. Nice to have you. Thanks for making the decision to be here in so many different ways to be on your mat. Uh, This is typically how I like to start uh, teaching and just to frame and shape and give you some context about why I'm teaching what I'm teaching. And over the next several days I'll be teaching um, like a series in some ways, Uh, and again, that's how I I put together my teaching. It's like, I think about these experiences and how to put them together, and uh, see where it goes. As an example, last I think it was last week or something, I was teaching um, what happens when uh, we don't meet our own expectations. That was the first class, Unmet Expectations, which leads into Disappointment, which is the second class. And the third class was into blame. <laughs> and so I'm going to carry on from that. And it's like blame. What, is happen- what happens to blame? And it's like the second series I'm putting together. Because uh, I find it fascinating. I find our experience very fascinating and get beyond the postures. And so what happens with blame, it typically turns into and manifests through complaints. You ever complain? Oh, huh. Yes. Complaints. And just so tantalizing, we start complaining and one complaint leads into the next until we're just a walking complaint that nobody can stand. And that's how it can roll out and how debilitating complaining can be, not only for you as the individual but everybody around you. It's one way that we weaken, the way in which we weaken ourselves and weaken other people and weaken our world. And so that's the tendency when we start uh, dropping into complaint there's lots of reasons to complain. I'm not suggesting uh, complaining is always a bad thing. Ideally, you're complaining to move something, to make it better, versus just complaining to complain, which always makes things worse. And so that's the topic of this conversation, which is interesting. And so the idea is to explore your relationship to complaints and how you complain, and maybe you're complaining right now. (laughs) Maybe you are. The hell am I doing here? I just wanna move. Stupid guy just talking, a bunch of nonsense, Hudos. <laughs> so up on the board are some distinctions, and I like to create distinctions. It helps me um, put things together and define um, what I'm curious about. And so the focus of this practice uh, that we'll be moving into very soon is lumbar spine. So low, low, lumbar spine, low back. And uh, we hold experiences in the low back, lumbar spine, and some of them are up on the board. So on the left side, we hold on to this experience where we're pissed off at ourselves, which happens like every day. Pissed off at self, which can um, manifest into this experience of like jealousy and envy, you know, comparisons and these kinds of things. The right side is pissed off at life, and perhaps you've been pissed off at life a few times in your life, I could imagine that to be true. And how that can manifest into Resentment and vengeance, and that's where resentment takes us, into vengeance. I need to take this out on somebody, and that can show up in complaints, but ultimately into behaving in ways that uh, deconstruct relationships. That's a bad place to go, not a great place to go. And so the focus is on the lumbar spine as we move into practice. And the idea is to squeeze and soak, squeeze and soak, squeeze and soak, and attempt to build greater structure in your lumbar lumbar spine and so you have much more of a spine. (laughs) And that's good in life, to have a spine in life, and so you can stand up straight and confront what you need to confront. Complaints destabilize, they destabilize self, character, being itself. And so that's a problem, and so up on the board are some distinctions. Once we get into complaints, we avoid, defer the conflict, and get weaker. Intensification of the complaint, the thing that's not going well. And so the tendency is we avoid, we turn away from something and complain about it. It shouldn't be this way, stupid thing, why you like that? If you were different, I'd be different. If my life was different, then I could be different, I wouldn't feel this way. Or whatever you say to yourself. And so we're often avoiding something. We turn away and we turn away from something. We become weaker. That thing becomes bigger. If we do it once, we'll do it twice. You do it twice, you'll do it eight times until that's all you do. You never confront anything. We flail about uselessly and whine about anything and everything. Oh, which is kind of toxic. <laughs> You ever spent some time with a complainer? Did you like it? Probably not, it's like, how do I get out of here as quickly as possible? Something like that. And again, I'm not suggesting that complaints aren't worthwhile at times. They are. We've got to complain sometimes. We become encased in resentment and driven by blame. Oof! And that's a stiff posture to take in this world. It is rigid. It's a rigid posture we can take, full of resentment and looking to blame ourselves, other people, the world, whatever. And there's some fire typically attached to that. We like to burn people along the way. (laughs) As we do that, you're not useful nor reliable to anybody. You're not reliable to yourself and you sure the hell aren't reliable to anybody else because you can't withstand anything. You're too busy avoiding everything. And so when things get difficult, what ends up happening is, I don't know, maybe you crumble or you turn and run away. And we can do that at times. You do that too many times, people stop trusting you. And for good reason. Because you have nothing to offer them. You're too busy avoiding and running, and complaining as you run. (laughs) We wind up perpetually miserable and not satisfied until others are miserable too. That's the end game, usually. I'm going to complain enough until you're miserable, just like me. And we can be miserable together. Oh, how lovely. (laughs) I'm hurting. I'm not feeling very good about what's going on. And so I want you to feel my suffering and pain too. That's how it can be. I'm sure you can relate. (laughs) It's very destabilizing. And if you can relate to this in your life, where you've done this, and it was probably recently, what that actually caused you, probably some grief. And you're probably farther away from people that you cared about and the things in which you cared about versus closer to them. And that's the consequence of complaining, is we get farther away from people and the things in in which we say we care for. If we do that too many times, we can't recover. We can't recover. So we're just in distance. And too much distance is not good for us as a human being. It's one of the benefits of being together and being skilled at being in relationship. Anybody can complain. That's unsophisticated, just complaining. Mm -hmm. There's no skill attached to that. I mean, there kind (laughs) of (laughs) is. It can be like an art in of itself, (laughs) I get that. (laughs) But ultimately, it's unsophisticated because we're too busy avoiding. We're not problem solving in the ways in which we can. I'll give you a brief example. I grew up with a scarcity mindset that was passed on to me, specifically around money and finances. I don't like necessarily talking about this because it's a place of shame for me, but I'll talk about it anyways. <laughs> it's, that was passed on to me you know, in my household. You know, finances were not talked about openly. They were not. It was always behind closed doors, and so that left me naive around finances and money and so that scarcity mindset is a complaint in of itself. It's like something like I don't have enough. Or you need to be concerned or whatever the complaints were. You know, something around that neighborhood and you know there's a lack of something. There's a lack of abundance and you need to hold. And that scarcity mindset and the complaints attached to that, that particular mindset haunted me for years. Because if I look at my life, I've always been able to make money. But what ended up happening is I lost that money. Not all of it, obviously, but lots of it along the way. And what I started to notice is how naive I was. Naive about finances and money, but naive around people, around money. Because that's what ended up happening is people ended up taking my money. It wasn't me just giving it. It wasn't in some ways giving it, but trusting. I thought I was trusting, but what I was was just simply naive. And those compounded on top of each other. You know, the scarcity mindset and being naive was not a good recipe for me. Terrible recipe. And if I look at my life, it's like, you know, I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, which does not feel good saying out loud. (laughs) And how um, problematic that's been for me. And attempt to recover myself in those experiences because there's been many of them, and so what's what that's left me feeling is um, being taken advantage of, and I can't trust people. And that's still true for me today. You know, those moments come up. It's like I, you know, because I attempt to be generous as much as I can, but there's also um, generosity and being naive is very—they're like cousins. <laughs> you know, they're very close to each other and I still find myself uh, being naive in some ways, and giving people opportunities that don't deserve those opportunities. And what ends up happening is I get taken, ava- I, get, I, I end up feeling like I'm being taken advantage of. And so that scarcity mindset has been around for a long time, and those complaints have been around for a long time. And if I get lodged into those complaints, it doesn't go well for me, because I button up. You know, it's like I feel concerned that I'm losing, there's a lack, and what I have will be gone. And uh, that's detrimental to my own health for sure, but also if I can't trust people, because I need people <laughs> for a whole host of different things, one of which is keeping my sanity <laughs> in this crazy world. And so that complaint has, has been around, and, and I wasn't confronting it, I wasn't. Because I was too naive, I didn't have the skill set to uh, recreate my experience around finances and money uh, until it became too costly, like literally too costly. It's like, okay, Kevin, you got to pull this together and figure this out as quickly as possible and, and stop creating this experience for yourself. And it wasn't up to anybody else, it was up to me. And so I have spent many years attempting to solve that problem, from avoiding something to confronting it. and. Um, I'm pleased that I can say I'm in a different space now than I was several years ago, and I'm thankful for that. And I feel much more stable and secure as a consequence of my efforts. And so I compare this, it's like, okay, from avoiding and what that created for me, which is feeling unsafe and concerned and lodged into complaint and resentment and you know vengeance and all these kinds of things versus, okay, I can actually take care of myself and make the right decisions. I'm less naive as a consequence of creating a practice around the scarcity mindset. Which has not been easy, I can assure you. <laughs> and it still visits me many times. And I have to give myself the reward because there's this element of like procrastination. And you know, like even like paying bills, it's like don't do it. <laughs> it's very strange. And I know where that comes from. I know where that comes from. And it's like, don't do it. And it's like, ah. You know, I have this internal like, fight with myself at times. It's like, okay, pull it together. Pull it together, sit, do what you need to do to create this safe experience for yourself because otherwise, you're not gonna feel safe. It's gonna haunt and torment you for the next week, two weeks, and I don't know, until you pay this damn thing or somebody comes knocking at your door. And so there's this internal war and what I've had to uh, create for myself is like this reward system. You know, like literally patting myself. It's like, okay, well done. Well done for doing that. And thank you for the abundance. And so I have turned it into this practice of um, anchoring good behavior. <laughs> Which seems strange. But that's the only way I've been able to do it, was have this like internal war with myself every time. Sit at the damn computer and figure this out, Kevin. It's better for you to do this and so that's really what's on the bottom of the board, confront the challenge. And I've got a lot from the pause to let the automatic, like this automatic experience rush through me. Like, don't do it, this is a bad idea. <laughs> you don't have enough. And let that pass and observe it and analyze it and then draw from my wisdom and put forth a compelling case. Is it better that I do this than not? And I've had to put forth many compelling cases <laughs> for myself Which is very strange. I must look like a lunatic when I'm sitting at my computer at times, trying to figure this out, and being an advocate of making things better. Complaints make things worse. And the opposite of that is being an advocate of making things better, which is very difficult. It's always easy to make things worse, always. And the tendency, and we have this proclivity of doing such a thing. It's like, I'm just gonna stir up some shit and make this worse, see how it goes. Maybe buy myself some time. <laughs> fight through, make peace, and solve the conflict. And we have to fight through sometimes. And we're not much of a fighter if we avoid everything. There's no fight in us. And that's a problem. And it's a significant problem. Because we'll get crushed. And so it's the optimum optimal self-revelation. Which is something like we become stronger as a consequence of the exposure. We get exposed to things constantly, every day. You're going to get exposed to a whole host of things today that maybe you didn't, get, didn't even know existed. Like, oh my God, what is that grasshopper? Why is it so big? <laughs> <laughs> or the sun is so hot, or I don't know, whatever. And so we get exposed to various different things in the world. And typically we're better off if we confront these things and do it with some semblance of mm, sophistication. And sometimes we're not so sophisticated, but the idea is to get sophisticated around our approach. That's what I so appreciate about the practice of yoga. It gives us that opportunity, that outlet. It's not about mindlessly flopping around in your mat. That's not what this is about. It's about getting crisp and building an experience for yourself, something that matters to you. And every time you hit your mat, you can solve a problem. Isn't that incredible? You have that opportunity, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever it is, you're on your mat to figure something out. And it's you, it's you. The attempt is to figure yourself out. This Rubik's cube that you are, head to toe full of problems. It's like pick one and figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and to clear the path, clear your way, clear. Clear, And that's the attempt. And so that's what we are about to do. And so I want to give you some context about why I'll be teaching what I'm teaching and why I'm focused on a particular part of your body. To give you an opportunity to solve a problem and build greater structure in your life. And it starts with you and your body. To build greater structure, you in your body. It's brilliant. And we'll see how it goes. And so maybe 60 minutes from now you've figured something out that's going to be useful and relevant in your life. And I hope that's true. but You gotta choose it. And you won't wanna choose it. <laughs> Especially things you've been avoiding for way too long, but choose them anyways. Fight with yourself if you need to. That's all welcomed here, absolutely. So I'm gonna stir you up a bit, Let's see what comes flying out of you. <laughs> <laughs> so a question for you to make it real. What are you currently complaining about? What's a complaint? What's a complaint? What are you complaining about currently? Mm, give me something. My job. Your job. Thank you. Great. Merry for you. I'm like not doing enough of the right things. Okay, not doing enough. The inner <laughs> yeah, the inner critic. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Relationships with friends. Okay, relationships with friends. Very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it doesn't take long for us to become our environment. That is for sure. It's always worthwhile to take a peek where we place ourselves in this world. Okay. Good. My job, my life, like mm-hmm. no big deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. Well said. So, so, it's just an opportunity to pause to consider Make this real and relevant for you. You could use the next 60 minutes avoiding yourself. Don't do that. I see that way too often. That's the automatic. That's the common. So don't be common. Don't do that. It's boring and lifeless. All right. Very nice to be with you. Thanks for listening. Get to go to your mat now. Once you're there, you get to lay down. Ah, yes, a conversation, and then you get to lay down. (laughs) Ha, <laughs>